episode 126 hell bass bass fishing podcast today we're talking fish in the southeast brown bait company all about secret to building your own custom crankbaits hard baits swim baits and a whole lot more so if you've ever had the itch to scratch to get into bait building lure modifications i think you're gonna enjoy this episode This week, the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code Hellabass15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, here we are, Hella Bass Live on a Thursday night. Schedule just hopping around. Can't get a consistent night, but at least we're here and we're talking fishing. And there's a whole bunch of people already in the uh, in the chat ready to talk fishing with us. What's going on? What's up, everybody? Brendan, Brendan is here from uh, Hello, <laughs> Fishing the Southeast slash Brown Bait Company. <laughs> we'll get yes, more into sir. all of that tonight. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I wanted to have Brandon on and, uh, talk some bait making and some custom builds. He does, uh, we'll get into it. He's got a bunch of stuff on his channel. I've seen him do a lot of stuff on his social. I think he dabbles everything with like, like porn soft plastics to actually like (laughs) molding and creating molds of hard baits from scratch. So, uh, a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I see a bunch of familiar faces. What's up everybody. Uh, how do we sound? How do we look? Let me know. Turn the Wi-Fi off on that. Press reserve some bandwidth here. And I'm sorry if my audio or video sounds bad. The Wi-Fi here is horrible. So just getting that out of the way. (laughs) Darius says we're good. Adam says we're good to go. Awesome. All right. Coming in hot off something else tonight. Uh, I want to make sure we thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the channel and the stream. Uh, without them, the product isn't as good. And uh, so we'll put the codes up down there for them and Omnia. We all also going to order or open an MTB box tonight and give this away on the stream, which is awesome. Right. MTB supports us and allows us to do this in 1080. So you get a little better, <laughs> higher quality video and picture because of uh, MTB. Um I see I right. Kuda in here. He's all about the bait making. He's he's dropping in oh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, he's an awesome dude. Yeah. All right. All but right. Uh, yeah, Thursday night. Um, we're going to kind of talk uh, bait making uh, a little bit. Maybe some Florida fishing. That's where you are, right? Okay. Brennan? I'm in Georgia. South Georgia. Georgia. Close to Florida. <laughs> yeah, yep. Right. I fish there quite a bit. I like oh, it. Like what part of Georgia are you in? Um, so like if you know where Savannah is, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of like the area, but you move like a little bit kind of West. I don't want to give out exactly where I am. So yeah, a little bit inland, but down yeah. towards the yeah. coast. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what would you say is like, so Clark's Hill's not terribly far from you or is no, it? No, not, not too far. Yeah. Yeah. 
You got like lakes that we would know that you fish down there or rivers or things we've heard of? There is. Um, I'm like an hour away from where they caught the world record. So if that gives you any clue, it's it's allegedly. it's pretty cool. Yeah, alleged. I still think the one in Japan is the, the real one. So that's that's fine. <laughs> What's up, Matt? Tim? JP? Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I definitely personally recognize the the Japanese as the world record for sure. And I think even yeah. like <laughs> I've heard like the oxbow or the lake that the world record was supposedly caught of is like almost dried up and like it is a yeah. swamp now basically. Yeah, it's not good fishing. <laughs> Army Outdoors, thanks for your member chat. See that? Can't pull it up. Streamyard still hasn't fixed that. <laughs> Better send but, an email. Uh, <laughs> so what's uh, what what do you mostly fish? Are you fishing? Uh, I guess do you do a lot of bank fishing? Do you fish out of a boat, a kayak? Like, what is your go to? Yeah, so I have access to a boat, which is amazing. I, I love fishing out of a boat, but I do a lot of bank fishing as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also really important, especially when you're fishing from pressured waters that get a lot of boat traffic, is it allows you to present your bait at a different angle. The bass don't usually see that. So it's a good thing. And it's also a bad thing because it's hard to carry a lot of stuff. And I like mm -hmm. to carry a lot of stuff. So yeah, I usually just do those two types of fishing. Nice. So what are you fishing mostly public waters and lakes and rivers or do a lot of pond hopping or what's a little bit of both or all the above or I do a little bit of everything, you know, sometimes I'll take the boat somewhere and go to like a public lake or I'll walk the shores of like a bunch of private ponds that I like to fish. And, uh, yeah, that's usually what I like to do. Very cool. Um, so you've got a YouTube channel called Fishing the Southeast, all one yep. word, which trips people up. <laughs> I know. Uh, I need. I should probably fix that sometime. Like, because YouTube is not particularly kind when it comes to uh, the searchability with that particular thing. I've yep. noticed that with other people's <laughs> channels that have like, actually, South Jersey Fisherman 028. Your channel is also yep. very hard to search for. Um, <laughs> But I do have your, your yeah. name tagged in the description <laughs> below if anybody wants to check out. Um, I'm just going to show it up on the screen here real quick. I would appreciate that, guys. So um, thank you. <laughs> but uh, he does some cool stuff. And I think the stuff that kind of makes his uh, channel stand out, he does some fishing stuff and things like that. But I think the thing that is most unique is some of his bait-making stuff. So um, <laughs> if you go into his videos, you'll see he's got some, like, one of his – where he makes a snakehead lure from scratch out of wood. <laughs> He's got some where he builds a, a, a lipless mold out of a, a, I guess, a what would you call a it? A silicone. But you, yeah. you started with a wood master, I guess. What is yep. that? Right? That's the right yep. term. And then you've yeah, got a few others. Wood. Yeah. Um, soft plastics, <laughs> things like that. So if you're into that, and it's like, I feel like you actually have a really good quality camera. Your audio is really good. Um, so if you like, <laughs> I don't know marlin baits or like world's worst fishing or some of those channels i think you find some of these uh videos pretty cool if you're into that bait making stuff um, so go check out fishing the Thank southeast you. there's a link down in the uh, description of the youtube channel anyways um hopefully we can help you get to a thousand subscribers here one of these days so you're doing some good content thank you i'm gonna try to up like up the quality and up the amount of posting that i'm gonna do hopefully sure. soon this year that's what that's what the plan is yeah there's 
I feel like you got good camera, good audio, you know, um, editing takes practice. I mean, you just got to, yeah. you got to crank your videos to get, you know, you got to kind of find your way in the editing world um, yep. and, and things Definitely. like that. Um, what's up, Greg? Good to see you again. I was just, Greg was one of the guys making me late to this thing. Um, <laughs> we are, we're planning the state tournament for the Minnesota Bass Nation for 2023. So we had a, a oh, wow. tournament planning call. I'm sure that's very important. That's that's something that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, you have to talk to Tim almost daily. I'm sorry to hear that. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim's an awesome guy. Tim, hopefully you. Uh, I don't know if he spent his Omnia gift card that he won last week or not. <laughs> Thomas says you've got a new subscriber. So there you go. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, but what I think is cool is, I mean, there are, I mean, I've dabbled and poured my own soft plastics by like remelting stuff. I've got a video on the channel. I've done some of that when I've had more time. Now that I've gotten okay. back into YouTube, like bait making and like pouring soft plastics is like really down on my list of things that I do. Um, like I feel like oh, I yeah. can always be editing or doing something like that. So obviously balancing bait making and making content are two very yeah. time consuming activities. Yeah, it's, it definitely takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of practice. That's that's the hard part, and a lot of money sometimes. Depends on how you go about it. Yeah, I feel like, and then like for every <laughs> twenty minute video that we see of a, a wood carving or a mold build, there was probably five x or more <laughs> of bloopers, blunders, f ups that oh, were there like, is. just. Like, well, we recorded that garbage. That's going right in the trash can of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you could probably do a video of like, here's the top 10 lessons I've learned or mistakes that you should avoid or something. There's a good video. Idea yeah, that's, I, I like that idea. I'll need to do that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. Yeah, there's plenty of times where I've cut myself on camera. I'm just like, I don't know if I'd show that because YouTube's kind of weird about that kind of thing. And I'm just like, yeah. So, yes. So. <laughs> But your there's first a initial investment. <laughs> oh, like there's the initial investment. Uh, you don't get into yeah. bait making probably to save money, at least at the start. I think it's yeah. some, you know, it's like enjoying the craft and then even exactly. just soft plastics. Like I've, I made a custom mold of like a six inch Senko stick world time bait. I've definitely caught fish on that. Uh, okay. It's cool to pour, whether it's a jig or a soft plastic or and you're like even building like truly custom hard baits and then you catch something mm -hmm. on it is like it's amazing it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it is the most rewarding feeling in the world it's amazing but there are so many avenues of bait making right like do it molds pouring jigs just tying your own exactly. skirts uh painting blanks uh you know soft plastics there's a lot yeah. of ways to dabble um and it doesn't have to be right you could just there buy is. jig heads and buy skirting components and build skirts. So that's still bait making yeah. to some degree, right? Like, Yeah. Um, There's so many different ways you can go about it. It's just like fishing. You could go out there with a bobber and a worm, or you could go crazy and do all this, I don't know, mapping and like live scope and stuff. You can go as deep as you want or as shallow as you want, if you get right. what I'm saying there. You know, it's really, really cool. But I do think like, what is, I guess, before I say that, what, did, what, did, what was the first thing you did? bait making wise or what got you started where did you start wood was what i started with okay i started with i was i actually like started one with of cocaine, Nate basically like let's just get into the hard stuff <laughs> yeah i mean it's you just... like skipped over the marijuana recreational of pouring soft plastics and went right into carving wood base 
I mean, I was just like, I was watching one of Nate Marling's videos, one of his mm-hmm. first ones. And I was just like, this looks cool. This looks so simple. I could do it. The first one I made, I actually have it here. It looks like garbage. Well, let's <laughs> so yeah, let's so show your first creation. This was four years ago. This was the first one I ever. It's just, it's not even sealed. Like I don't even know what I was thinking. I was thinking jerk bait. Nothing's even on it. It's just, it's a piece of garbage. Did you ever even like put hooks on it or anything? Or I did test it in the water. It did this little kind of shimmy, but that's it. It didn't really do anything in the water. <laughs> It was it was pretty rough, but I kept on going at it. And the more you go at it, the better you get. You know, the first year I did it, I was I was doing the horrible job, but I kept on going at it, and I didn't give up. And I kept on pushing through it, trying to learn new ways. Um, I met some people along the way that helped me a lot, like a lot. And uh, yeah, you just got to keep going at it, and you'll get it sometime. Don't trust was that me. <laughs> was that all? hand carved there that you showed us or what yeah i mean i wouldn't call it carved i would call it shipped i guess um i used a it's called a chisel it's just like you get one with the hardware store you just clamp i clamped the bait in the vise and then used a chisel and a hammer which was completely the wrong way to do it but i didn't know anything at that time sure yeah it's 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 definitely something that's really time consuming but once you get it you can become pretty good at doing it consistently. And that's when you really start to know what this is bait is going to work. This bait's not going to work. This is how I make it to have this action. This is how to make it to have this action. So, yeah. And what, what kind of wood did you use in that first? That was uh, white pine. So I think I found a piece on my dad's uh, workbench that was like, huh, that could be the right size. So I just grabbed it and started messing with it. <laughs> So knowing what you know now, would you have started with wood bait or is that like a passion area or would you have started somewhere else? Or I think that working with wood first might not be the best way, but it's, <laughs> it might be the safest way because the working with plastic, working with lead, those are pretty dangerous things. You need some mm-hmm. type of protection with them and wood, you don't necessarily need protection. It's good to wear a mask when you're painting or when you're sanding because that stuff can get your lungs and it'll never get out of your lungs so i think wood is definitely the safest way to start with as far as things getting your lungs goes but i think i would just start i think starting with wood was probably the best thing i could do yeah i guess if it's wood and hand tools it's probably pretty safe but obviously if you're firing out band saws and things like that then (laughs) i mean yeah i've had a few snap on me that were i mean just about all bait making outside of maybe tying skirts probably has a safety element to it yeah, right? painting yeah, pretty much molding, painting especially heat, power tools. Like, yeah, yeah, painting is the biggest one, especially if you use like uh, it's like a type of paint that they use. Um, it's like super, super toxic. Um, I forgot the name of it, it's not water based paint, not solvent based paint, yep. and that stuff will absolutely ruin your lungs and your eyes and your skin. And you so. can catch on fire, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, have you done any lead jig making so or anything like actually, that? I do not do any sort of jig making, but I am working on a new bait that is a jig that has never been made on the market before. And I'm really excited about it. I know Kuda makes Michael Murphy, you know, jig squad. He knows about it. I've been talking to him a little bit about it. 
super super cool i'm excited nice. for it but i'm not gonna really use that lead pot for uh that and filling my baits with lead so okay so couple you, of you do use lead for yeah. kind of waiting and that kind of stuff yep yep i use that yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah he knows what's coming i'm sure i'm hopefully gonna release it in january so. so is that going to be like a YouTube premiere? Is he going to be uh, uh, Instagram? Kind of just let YouTube, us all Instagram, have it all everything. the same. Yeah. Yep. At the same time, I'm excited for it. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be able to talk with someone like Thunderhawk, uh, Mike. Hopefully, I'll be able to talk with them after I release it and maybe get it to like a more production standpoint hmm. and maybe release it to as many people as possible, which would be really cool at a good price point too. Nice. So are you yes. planning to like do a small batch that you sell some or just for yourself to start or I'm I'm I've already messed with them. I've already caught fish on them, but I'm hoping to sell them in January. That's the okay. expected release date so far. Oh, I didn't realize you were going to get teased so hard tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some stuff coming that'll be really exciting. Lots of different things. So I guess you started kind of working with wood. Did you go down that wood path um, quite a ways or like what, what, what how was your I mean, journey into bait making at a, you know, kind of what were your, some of your milestone steps? Well, I mean, like I started trying to make crankbaits, which I'm not sure if that's the smartest way of going about it because you have so many more variables working with a crankbait because you have to have everything lined up properly. You have to have the weight placed right at the perfect uh, spot to where it's not off. And you have to have the lip correct. It's a really annoying thing to do to, is to make a crankbait. But once you start learning crankbaits, you'll, it'll get easier. But I think the better thing to start with, if there's any beginners out there, is definitely a topwater walking bait. The bigger you make it, the better it's, the easier it is going to be to actually make it walk. So... Yeah, I mean, I started with wood, then I went into like soft plastics really hard, then I went back into wood, and now I'm in a resin and all sorts of stuff. So I think the biggest, the hardest thing that was the biggest, the hardest thing I found to do in bait making is definitely figuring out clear coats, figuring out resin, and figuring out how to get the money for everything. That's definitely a big, big hard thing to, to do, those, those three things. Yeah, especially in some of the areas that you're working, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. lots definitely of more of a material, right? Like, you can get into soft plastics. Like, you can buy a couple cheap Senko molds, get them on eBay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. pick them up on a, a bait forum where somebody's dumping some of their old stuff. You get mm-hmm. a bit of Kyrex cups and an old butter knife from a, an old microwave from a garage sale. <laughs> I mean, like, you can probably get pretty far into soft plastics if you're doing remelting for, like, 50 bucks. Yeah, it it would be like nothing almost. I mean, you can just get to remelting, you know, which is awesome to do because then you can like just reuse your soft plate, soft baits like constantly. So you never really run out. And people will give them to you. Finding the mold. Like you could just go to boat ramps or go to boat tournaments or a club, be like, hey, pile of beavers and pit bosses and Senkos. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, you can clean that on my boat. You can have all of them, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, which is awesome. It's like just free product that you can get to make your own baits it's awesome yeah oh yeah matt does have one of my prototype glides <laughs> yeah yeah i'm working on a new one though the version version two 
little bit smaller. But yeah. So what mold material, I guess, Greg, are you talking about soft plastics when you're talking about open pouring? I would assume so. Yeah, I would assume so. So I used a couple of different types uh, for soft plastic open pours. It depends on the type of bait, more or less, but a good all-around one. Um, if you're just getting started, you want to start with something kind of cheap but still high quality. Smooth on makes one. Uh, it's a 30, uh, 30T, which is the actual density of the silicone. So it's a rather dense silicone and it's purple. It's called the uh, Umu 30. It's a really good silicone. You can get it for like 35 bucks. Uh, just do not get it on Amazon. Whatever you do, don't buy any silicone or resin from Amazon. It's the biggest tip I can give you. So is it just because it's like expired or is it because it's knockoff? It's expired. Or? That's the big problem. Yeah, because they sell it whenever it's even if it's past the expiration date. So I've gotten plenty of silicone from them that just is expired. So get it directly from the manufacturer. That's the best way of going about it. Or go buy it from a hardware store or someplace where you can exactly. look at the can and make sure that it's not from 1944. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually those kind of places usually keep a pretty good eye on that kind of thing. So they'll be able to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Then if you really want to go like kind of high end, uh, Mold Max 30 by Smooth On is a great one. It'll last you longer than the Umu uh, 30, but it's a little more expensive. Yeah, I played around a little bit at one time with uh, mixing a two-part resin to make a mold. Mm -hmm. Okay, so is that like the VAC, VAC 50? Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. It was a while ago. Okay. It was a 3M okay. product of some kind, I think. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, so I had a couple of them turn out, and then other ones where I must have got the mixture off, and they never quite set up, and they were just kind of gooey <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, sometimes the moisture actually gets in there and just messes up everything, because that's why I do resin inside the house and silicone inside the house, and everything else is outside. So that's the only problem. You know, because, like, I don't have, like, an air-conditioned shop that's, like, temperature and humidity mm -hmm. controlled. Because that's a big problem, especially living in the south. Lots of humidity. But, yeah, you can, I mean, it, it, it's it's not that hard. Like, if you build a box, like, we kind of, like, we showed that Lego box or whatever you had. Mm -hmm. like, you can make a little form. <laughs> it's actually pretty easy to copy a soft plastic bait. Oh, yeah, it is. It's and create easy. a silicone or a resin mold from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely. It's I've molded, I think fifteen or sixteen different baits that I really, really, really like, but they may go discontinued someday. So I wanted to make sure I have them someday. So in case they get discontinued, I can still use them and make them. Oh yeah, the craw. I got that actually at a uh, a fair or no uh, expo, and I found those craws and I was like, I need to make that mold because mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to find that again. Yeah, so that's one way. I know a lot of people like, right, they get excited about. Now, with this particular method, right, you got to have a flat mat, <clears throat> right? So it's really good for yes. craws, yep. slugs, and finesse worms, swim baits, swim baits things like that. Yeah. You know, when you get into, like, beavers and pit bosses and things like that, that you can pour those in the flat back, but it does kind of change. Um, yeah, you need those double flanges on there, so that way they can actually flap if they do right. have the flapping flanges so which you can do but it becomes a little bit more of an elaborate process to do that which actually they mm -hmm. could follow what you did on your lipless 
mm-hmm. and do a two-part crankbait yeah. and do a two-part soft yeah. plastic mold as well. Yep. So then you need you do need to have an injector with that, or you can use yeah. just like a little plunger you make just as long as it fits in there. Yeah. Injectors are really not that expensive. You can pick those up for 20, 30 bucks typically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get into injecting stuff. Um, I usually do the open floor stuff. I just feel I can be more creative with it. You know, but he also does a lot of like, kind of like, <laughs> I don't know what would say behind the scenes stuff on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, should, I try to show the development. Interested in the process. <laughs> I would check out his Instagram as well. Yeah, I mean, greatly really appreciate that, guys. Scratch sketches and prototypes and yep. kind of <laughs> steps in the process of carvings and things like that. There's oh, yeah. Stuff, so. If anybody ever has any questions about bait making, just DM me. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions uh, with the knowledge I know. I am by far not the best bait maker in the world, but I'm more than happy to share my experiences and knowledge with you guys. So. So is there any places, like, did you just kind of, like, talk to people one-on-one or did you, like, get into, like, Facebook groups or, like, message boards to, like, read and learn or what, you know, what was kind of like? I never did any of that. The only thing I've ever really done as far as learning from other people is watching people like Nate and asking questions to people on Instagram. So I have a few friends mm-hmm. that are, like, absolutely amazing bait makers. Uh, Piz, uh, Paul, uh, yep. Eric at uh, UFO and uh josh from jsj those guys and uh brent hashimoto those guys have helped me out so much with my bait making and really furthered me so they were yes yep josh yeah (laughs) he does some amazing baits yeah those guys have really helped me out so big props to those guys thank you so much for helping me so and you do sell a few of your baits correct yeah so it's kind of weird because like i I don't like selling things unless it's on 100% perfect. So, like, I think I posted two swim baits, uh, Kong swimmers, the nine inch ones. And I was just like, all right, these are extra. Somebody backed out on a deal. You guys can have at them. So, I've already sold one of them. So, it's kind of like you DM me, you want a wood bait. All right, show me a drawing, or do you guys have an idea of what you want? Or did you already see a post that I made about a, a wood bait or a resin bait? And I'll make it. But it's just kind of a, I'm still working on like a production line as far as making baits very consistently and making sure they're 100% perfect. But I've almost so, have, the, I almost have the Kongs perfect. So. so the Kong is what I put in the thumbnail. Yeah. So that's this one right here. That's the resin nine inch swim bait. Yep. Put that, oh, sorry. Put it back up there. That's Pretty good size right bait. Here. So that's a yep. swimmer, right? Like that's. Yeah. So this is a swim bait. So. You kind of similar, like a the bull shad, kind of in that. Pretty similar. similar, but I know people are probably saying, "Oh, that's just a bull shad. It doesn't look any different." Here's the only thing that there's a couple of different things that I do different with my bait. Uh, number one, you can take out these pins, unlike you can on the bull shad. You can access and you can mess around with the weighting system because I put the weight right back here, so you can drill it out if you want to. But it also kicks out harder than the bull shad because it has a solid tail instead of a brush tail. So this bait's going to kick out harder than a bull shad and it's also going to do a 180 once you stop reeling it so you burn 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 and you stop it and it's going to twist out like this and it's just going to sit there and slow sink so that's kind of the reason i those are the only few very little things that i wanted in the bull shad that wasn't in the bull shad that i wanted mm-hmm. to fill so that's why i created that one 
yeah, I wasn't saying it was a copy. I was saying like, but for people like, oh yeah, I know. In the know. genre family, it's similar to like yeah. a a big swimmer or hard swim bait. Yep. Not it's not a glide. It's not a. Um, <laughs> it's a hard swim bait. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how long was the development? You said you've kind of got that perfected, or at least in a place where you're yep. happy to like actually produce them and sell them. Like how what? Yep. How long of a process was that? I've been working on that one since. Let's see, March, the 20th of March was when I began testing that one, I believe. If that, yeah, 20th of some, sometime in March is when I got the idea in my head and I started messing with it. And I've almost got it perfect now. So then I can start Six painting months. and doing drops. Yeah, it's it's been a while, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. So you assume you've caught some fish on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, it catches fish. That's for sure. The only biggest I've only caught on it is six pounds, but hoping to use that bait to get like a 15 pounder. So there's a few big fish in some lakes nearby. So that's my plan anyway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, do you sell them painted or unpainted or? So I do it whichever way. Uh, if the customer wants it painted, they just send me a picture of whatever they want, or they use crayons and draw on a picture, show me what they want, or they just tell me have at it, do whatever you want. Just as long as it looks like a crappie or as long as it looks like a bluegill, they'll buy it. So and then I do sell them unpainted. So like people like uh, TK, sometimes they might send it to them, to him or to another painter, or they paint it themselves or keep it like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very cool. How much does that weigh? This is a nine inch bait, weighs 6.7 ounces. So it's a pretty hefty bait, <laughs> but I do make it in a fast sink, slow sink. And then I'm working on the floating one. That's the one I'm having a little bit of trouble with, but I've, I've sent it out to a few guys to test and they're giving good feedback. So that's good. <laughs> I'm, aim I'm high. One. <laughs> See, if you aim for a, a six pounder, you got to aim for that 15 pounder because I'm pretty sure anyone can catch a six uh, pounder if they're around six pounders. You know, if they keep right. on going at it for a while, I'm sure you can get it with a 15 pounder. That's like, that's way up there. That's only a couple of people that have caught 15 pounders out there. You know? Uh, but so what's, your P- what's, your, what's your what's your PB down there in Georgia? 9.8. So, 9.8. so you're close to the DD. Really, so you, so you'd, you'd be pretty stoked if you got a DD on your bait. Like. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, I, I only throw my baits that place. I'm like, I it, if I get a double digit out of here, it's going to be on my bait. I don't care. It's just, I really need that one. That's what I want. Because that'll be like the closure on my baits. It'll be like, all right, these are proven to work for giant bass. That's what I really want. Because I'm going to catch it on film, do everything. AJ says, if you were to choose, would you rather make your living making and selling baits or making content? Selling baits, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that a little bit more. (laughs) It's about the same amount of work, but I enjoy the whole process of bait making. You know, the fails, the amazing moments where you are like, aha, I got it. You know, it's definitely hard to sell baits, though. It's definitely quite hard. You know, it'll, I mean, there's, the market's just so saturated at the moment. Like, there's so many people making baits, especially mm-hmm. the garage makers, which is great. Like, that's awesome that people are doing this instead of having it done over chi- in China. You know, that's awesome. 
but it's just a little saturated at the moment. So, I, so. is it safe to assume that bait making is not your full time gig at this point? Not the moment. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully one day, but uh, that may be a while, or it may be right around the corner. You just never know until you until you start doing stuff. Well, that's good that you're thinking, right? Because like, if you can make something that's truly unique, and then partner with somebody that can actually oh, yeah. produce it oh, yeah. for you, then that that allows you to scale, right? Because yeah. I do think you know what uh, guys like TK and and AJ do. Uh, is really cool, right? But oh yeah, oh yeah, you are somewhat limited. There's a cap to the number of baits and hours in a day that you can paint or mold yeah. or whatever, right? And obviously, if you get in the yeah. swim bait game, right, you can there's really charge them. <laughs> there's there's a, you know per piece, right? You you don't need to sell you know twenty crank baits a week, but you can sell like three swim baits a week or, or whatever the math works out. But yeah. still, it's still takes a lot of time, and there's still a um, which is why I think the Chad Chad, right, with the collaboration with Spro, oh yeah, is that brilliant for him. Smart. Hopefully that is a good product, right? You just um, and yeah. like with Buka and the Baby Bull Shad and things like that. That that's it's cool to see bait makers get rewarded and be able to do things and kind of play both sides of it, right? Where they can do their sure. handcrafted stuff and their custom stuff, which there is definitely a niche, a niche in a market, and and that's great. Oh yeah. But, it, it, you know, at some point, it's almost like, I mean, it, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. And so there is. Uh, to be yeah. able to balance that out with something that you can collaborate or, uh, you know, market on a more, I guess, ma- larger know, scale, mass produced, or at least on a larger scale uh, is really mm-hmm. cool. And I think that was really smart of the guys at KGB. That was like, they're getting Chad Shads into more people's hands at a lower price point. Right. It's still a very similar or, uh, yeah, pretty similar action to the actual resin Chad Shad. And they're getting in good colors, too, so that's awesome. So they're getting yeah. into more hands. Then if they really like that one, they can go to actual real resin Chad Shads, which is yeah. cool. And, and even my buddy Tom, right, that does Dream Smasher, right, he makes some cool oh, that's stuff. Awesome. But it's still limited to what he can pump out in his garage, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And his wife is, like, painting and pouring and, like, you know. <laughs> that's like, awesome. Um, yeah, so there's there's a cap to that. Um, there is, yeah, and that's where you need more employees, and that is super expensive, I'm sure, of, especially nowadays. You know, yeah, that is also true, AJ. On the flip side, right? Like yep. they're just it is collaborating and working with them versus just ripping them off, copying sometimes. or putting out something close and then just out marketing them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very cool. Um, so what kind of, I mean, so like in your, like, obviously not giving in the details, your, your, your big, that was it, you call it the Kong mm-hmm. swimmer. Um, yeah. So you're, that's a resin pour. That is. You yes. pour that at four separate pieces. Like maybe just give us a little bit of like, what goes into building that bait and the waiting and yeah. without giving like the sauce away, but like <laughs> give people an idea of what's the magnitude of effort and time that goes into to building one of those okay so i mean might be easier to show you so this is a mold this is or this is not the mold of the same bait this is a glide bait that i'm working on this is basically what you start out with you create a wood master and you mold it this is the two-piece mold you can see those locking keys they lock it together and you do have a, a pour spout there but you also need these things called vents mm-hmm. right there and right there 
Basically, whenever you pour the resin in, the air is going to escape through those while you're pouring the resin in the uh, pour spout. So then basically you put two pieces of uh, Lexan polycarbonate or wood or whatever on the sides of it. And then you put rubber bands around it or wire forms. And then it'll clamp the mold shut and you pour your resin in there. What you do with the resin is it's two-part resin. Uh, I usually like to use urethane resins and mix them with micro balloons because without the actual resin floating, you're not going to get any action out of the bait and it's going to be a piece of garbage. So you need to add micro balloons in order to do that. And then I suspend the weight inside of the mold so I don't have to drill any holes. Now here's the hard part. So the mold gets like, you, like the weights you kind of place it's inside in the, mold the mold before you pour it. But no. here's the thing is trying to make sure that weight doesn't touch any of the parts on the inside here because then it's going to show on the outside of the bait. So that's the hardest part. And that's something that took me a while to figure out, but I finally got it. And that's something a lot of guys keep secret, which is, you know, I mean, there's a lot of different ways of going about it, but that's kind of the biggest secret, I guess you could say, as far as molding baits. But the hardest part is finding out how much weight you need in the right place and also figuring out how much micro balloons you need to actually counter that weight to make it work perfectly. So there's a lot of trial and error. I have a whole box sitting it back there that's filled. Like, I mean, it's like, I don't know. 18 by 18 box. It's a big box filled with just resin baits that were just horrible that didn't work because they just, they couldn't work because the, the actual ratio between weight and micro balloons was not right. So yeah, it's so you basically need to hard. create it. You kind of need to make it a higher buoyancy bait that you can counteract with weights. Exactly. To make it swim correctly. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know you, you kind of talk about like your, your buckets, right? Like I know if you ever seen some of the shot videos from uh, Buka, right? He's got like a yep, wall he's got the different ones. buckets of garbage baits that he keeps yeah. around just to like, I don't know if you learn from those or In just to, like a it. reminder or like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know uh, Dave and Tom, uh, some buddies of mine uh, that do swim baits, even the soft baits, right? They've they, mm-hmm. so much of their time went into the internal weighting and harnesses, yeah. and perfecting those <laughs> like the actual like plastic density and that kind of stuff wasn't it, it was all the it's internal easy. to make it right was what their r&d yeah. went for years before they could launch their baits so for sure it's it's pretty crazy i was wondering the same thing so you got like your hinges and components those get inserted into the mold or is that something you screw in afterwards or how do you so I do not actually put in any of the screw eyes in the mold but i do put in the actual pin so, or yeah, I'll show it. I'll just show it to you this one. So you can see there's two holes back there mm-hmm. and there's a pin that runs through. Um, and if you ever buy a bait for me, this pin will be completely unexposed. You'll be able to, you won't be able to take it out or see it anyway. You'd have to use a nail and hammer it out, but there's a pin in, in between those two holes that actually keeps these two little screw eyes in place. So it actually moves and it stays connected and it's strong. So I put that pin in but I don't put any of these screw eyes in. So that's the only thing because that pin has to be absolutely straight, 100% right. straight or else the base. All you have to do is pull right. the pin, slide your hinges in, put the pin yep. back in. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, then you put the one side you do screw in. So I put both of these in. I screw these both in yep. and then I put the pin in. So yep. you just have to lubricate that pin with like mold release just to make sure it actually comes out. So. Yeah, actually... I don't know if you ever have you ever seen the old true tungsten gills swim baits? I don't believe I have. 
So to my knowledge, they were one of the first ones to have a removable pin and they came with okay. tungsten balls in them and they, you would get like three and then you could change the weight of the tungsten balls. And those probably came okay. out like Buka's glide. Huh? Like Buka's glide. Yeah. But these were like long time ago, <laughs> 2005. Oh man. Like true tungsten. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm guessing a little bit, cool. but like, I'll look it up later. Yeah. True tungsten it's... came out with swim baits way ahead of their time um and they're actually kind of popular they're kind of like they're they're good baits um i have some of them i don't think i have any handy here definitely got some in the boat Um, but uh so were these like soft blaster these were hard hard. right they're they're a hard bait like a resin or a wood the true life swim bait I've never seen those. So before. our swim bait have balls. Was there? <laughs> but back then, you could adjust this. It shows you pulling the pins and adjusting the sinker. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a maybe pretty somebody smart in the chat could remind me. But I feel like it was like mid two thousand. I don't know if there's a date on this package or not. That packaging looks pretty old, though. I mean, it looks like an older school yeah. package. Yeah, it's pretty. Case says Nishi Tacklecraft. Do you remember about when okay. these? Because like, this was like. <laughs> so the other thing that we talk about, True Tungsten had like one of the most baller pro staffs of all time. Uh, <laughs> it was like they had like Ishmaro, Denny Brower, uh, Iconelli. I, know I mean, Quantum they had, had a all good the big names back then too. Back then, and it was mostly for like their weights. It was like when tongue like mm-hmm. so this swim bait came out when like. Tungsten weights just became popular. Oh man, so it's been out cool. for like it's they were way ahead of their times. Okay, but th- that's, that's the first cool. that I ever saw with pins in it. And I'm sure they didn't, div- yeah, I'm sure there was a small garage maker <laughs> back there, like I think, yeah, Sacrass said Nishini. Um, mm-hmm. so but uh, yeah, there's plenty of baits out there with removable pins. There's there's plenty of them out there. It's a good idea, it's a great idea to actually. Some of them it works, some of them it doesn't work so well. You know? Yeah. He's basically saying around 2005. Okay. So yeah, it's, I mean, we're, we're approaching 20 years ago. So you probably <laughs> don't quite remember cool. that, Brendan. No, I don't think I you do. Look, you look a little younger than I am. So how old are you? <laughs> uh, 17. <laughs> You're younger than I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty cool that you're able to. Uh, so I mean, you've been doing this a while. So what, I mean, what did you start making baits when you were what, fifteen, fourteen? Um, I was that was back in two thousand eighteen. So the first like one one or two years, I I did nothing right, but I learned and I kept on progressing from there. So yeah, I feel like I have a pack of those somewhere here. Tom. Oh man, that's interesting. Did they put? Like, yeah, they actually had powder? Powder, like they had little red. Oh, here I actually have their. <laughs> they're fluke bait so they had a huh Never they were they came out with uh and so you can see you can kind of see it in the bag but they had finesse worms they also had these fluke baits but they had little those little black dots are actually like little resin hmm. putty molded into the, the soft jerk bait they had finesse worms and a few other soft plastics i mean how well did those work did those work like 
really good? Like, did they glide far, or were they just kind of like a regular jerk bait? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really film that much. <laughs> I, I like their jigs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think everybody thinks that whenever they hold like a big bait for the first time. Sean lie in the house. What's it up? does kind of look like it's as seen on TV lore. It does. <laughs> yeah, I've got I don't know, I probably have four of the five of the big so that's I think what I showed was a five oh, incher maybe. here. They made a four incher and a five incher, but they had a seven incher. <laughs> it was quite a bit tall. I mean a much more <laughs> substantial bait. Like, you know, you know, this is a five and it's but it's probably weight and mass wise, it's probably three X, four X that. Um, I have Man. those in the boat. I've caught some fish on them. I actually, uh, Josh saw my Instagram post and saw I had like a whole box of them. And he actually traded me for one of his gills because he wanted one for his collection. Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so his gill, his his new time bomb or the time bomb gills that he released, those look dope. Like I really want one of those. But yeah, but, a little bit out of my snack size gill, which is yeah. more of a swimmer. I think the, yeah, the, it's not a glide bait, but yeah, the time bomb is more of a. His baits are so cool. Yeah, I've never thrown this one, but yeah, he's working on his his uh version two of the siren glide too which this is, is a resin bait similar to yep. the Kong swimmer yeah are your painting skills pretty cool at this point yet or you, you paint like yeah i don't know about that one i I'm, I'm 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 a little bit lower than that one i would say still getting your reps in on the the painting yeah i'm still working on it <laughs> i know him and uh benno uh the owner of uh little grouper baits they just released the pack rat which is a really cool little bait it's like a rat with swimming feet it's huh. really good they really actually really cool jsj bait. had a he's got a soft rat have you seen that mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think uh matt just said it yeah <laughs> i i always i, I looked at i i, I want to say he has like kicking feet on his soft rat but i've never yeah. been the pat rack yeah. recoil those are pretty cool i need to get one of. Those. i think they just released them on tackle warehouse too they're pretty cool baits yeah. definitely something different i actually it's one of my favorite frogs of all time and i actually got quite a few of them <laughs> man the old uh true tungsten frog not their gen ones the gen ones were complete garbage they were hard as a rock you couldn't hook a fish but their gen two ones were nice i'll have to look around for some but, uh gator bait I don't know. Is anybody else in chat? No, I'm not familiar. <laughs> I know there's not gator baits. Not an old man. He's a he's a very young gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps talking about members only, but it's not happening. Well, that'd be cool. I'd participate. That'd be cool. So what what else you got to show us? Well, I've got a glide bay I'm working on. I mean, <laughs> this one I was just playing with the other day. And mind you, this is a prototype, so it's not pretty at all. This is a, uh, I'm just messing with the weighting system inside of it. So, oh, wrong way. If it'll ever focus, maybe. <laughs> this is always the, there we go. So this is a 7.6 inch glide bait. Um, it's actually the same profile of the Kong, just a little bit smaller a little bit different as far as the details go so i'm trying to finish this one up but i've got the glide 
going. I see you're working your uh, your brown bait company into the logo under the tail. I know. I I was really excited. I thought, oh, that'd be an awesome way to put the logo on there instead of having to sign a bait because I hate signing baits. Because <laughs> that would be that's always annoying. But yeah, I'm working on the glide bait. That'll be maybe released in January, hopefully. Do you, so. have, do you have a name for your glide bait? Do you say? Yeah, so this is the uh, the Kong Glide. I mean, I just Kong it's the it's the same shape. So I thought, might as well make it the Kong series, where I have the Kong Swimmer nine inch, the Kong Swimmer six inch, and the Kong Glide. So, yeah, <laughs> very cool. Tackle Camp coming soon. Ooh, sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. What. What are my goal? What are your goals for winter sets? And well, winter is like uh, Brent doesn't even have winter. First, of all. I don't. It's all fall. Fall <laughs> and then like, there's bait. like a week maybe where it's cold, and then spring starts for you. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I love for it, me, I like before winter sets in, is just to get out a couple more times. Like uh, <laughs> I hope to get out Saturday because then we fly to Mexico on Sunday for like nine oh, nice. days. That'd be fun. Hopefully it's just not so I I definitely started dumping. I took the boat out on Sunday and went heavy on the fuel additives just in case. (laughs) You never know in Minnesota when like your last is your last and it's like snowing (laughs) and icing up like it happens fast. Um, So it's just to get out and like I'd like to catch. I I did catch a six early this year, so I got a six this year. Okay. Nice. In the fall time, I want to say all, I think I've, I've caught maybe like, give or take 10 six-pounders or bigger in Minnesota. And okay. All but two of them have come on a jig, and they've come October <laughs> or later. I mean, a jig just catches big ones. I mean, it's... Yeah. One, it's, one it's, summer it's fish on a frog and one spring fish on a chatterbait. Otherwise, all the rest of the ones were late fall on a jig. Okay. So... The full time. I do not know how I let my wife talk me into a October trip to Mexico with the kids when it's prime (laughs) fall fishing time. Well, it's good fishing down there too. You know, it's a little bit hot. This this is about the family, so I won't be. I'm gonna bring my laptop and some and some SD cards to get some editing done, but we're not gonna be doing any GoProing or fishing while we're down there. (laughs) Nice. John says maybe the Kong wake baits next after that one. I am working on one. I am actually. I can't show it though. I don't have it here. <laughs> I'm also working on a rat, which I'm working on it with uh, Matt, South Jersey Fisherman. We're doing, I guess, a collaboration. It's a super org. So I'm kids do call a wood. collaboration. <laughs> I mean, it's like we're going to be doing like a bunch of wood rats instead of resin. So each one is going to be handmade. It's going to be a little more pricey, but the action is going to be better. And it's wood. So it has a better sound. Well, there is, uh, you know, you do hear, I know guys like Epic Eric and a few others talk about, they believe something about using a natural material mm-hmm. in nature, right? Like wood, water, yeah, right? They like feel the, like the there, there could be something, you know, whether it's scientific or supernatural or something, right? <laughs> that like they feel like, like, especially with crankbaits, right? Like that, that wood yes. sometimes just works better. Um, yeah. I believe wood is definitely a good way to go as far as crankbaits go, especially when you're fishing in cover. But I think some of these baits are getting pretty, like they're getting, some of them are getting pretty close to actually giving the action 
of a wood bait in an ABS plastic bait. Like some of them are pretty good. Like the Spro BBZ Rat, I know it's not a crankbait or anything, but it's filled with foam, so it floats a little higher. So I guess you could call that, I don't know, it's, it's still an ABS bait, but it has some characteristics of wood. So as far as action goes. Yeah, a long time ago, like one of my first five or ten streams, I had uh, a guy and his wife on called Woody Outdoors. Mm-hmm. They're out of Ohio, uh-huh. and their their thing is better than balsa. <laughs> so he spent the time to match the density of balsa in his resin. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I wonder if and they make and they, like they specialize in like ones? little tiny square bills for river fishing. I so mean, he's not building big swim baits cool. and stuff. They're all like yeah. little one point. 2.1.5 little square bill well, that's um, cool flat sides things like that so it's a, it's a way back uh but we go and talk about how he developed and they're like super durable like he's got this thing where like oh yeah uh, i forget uh i want to say his wife's name sarah and they have, he has a sarah shad which is his sexy <laughs> chad and like she's like he's she's really good at like smacking them off ridge pilings and testing them we never broke <laughs> one and then he has like one where he like dangles it on a spinning rod and then like hits it with an aluminum softball bat and just like sends oh, it and then reels it in and then like does it again. So uh, wow, he must have a tough clear coat and I don't know what kind of yeah. what material is he using for his lips? Is that like a circuit board or you know like what? A, I might. Like some polycarbonate or something. I think I have one here. Oh, nice. This box. I wonder if he's not using resin and he's using foam. Like the Huddleston harnesses. So I don't know if you can okay, tell. So that's what... circuit board. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if you hit the the bat or the bridge, that's probably more. I think that's he right said, he, you know, he's broken lips, but he's never broken the body on these. But they kind of look cool. like. I like the look of baits. Them. Yeah. They're pretty cool little baits. That's pretty cool. I like those. I I'll have to check them out. The bottom of them. <laughs> I like that. You guys are showing me all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> Since we have this box open, I always like to show this bait here. <laughs> Not that one. Like Kevin Short. Oh, that's signed awesome. Signed WEC <laughs> from 2013. So, Man. Speaking of wood baits, <laughs> here's another one. Tim has a show. huge collection of wood baits. He likes his cranks. Do you know what that is? Is that a wood bait. original? So this is a wood bait oh. from a, I don't know, semi big company. Not super big. Is that the, uh, what is it? Um, big O. Uh, shoot, what's the name? I'm running a blank here. I can get it. One of these guys in the chat will get it. God, no, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> it's a reaction so innovation. Okay. It's the method. I did not know they made cranks. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So these were probably back in that early to mid two thousands when they made the method crank. And okay. uh, pretty good fish catcher, but the rumor on the street is that only about one out of five or one out of ten actually ran good. <laughs> did you get any good ones or are they are they all bad? TK is not a fan of the method crank. <laughs> actually, Maybe these two why. run pretty good. I had a third one. That I like go on eBay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but these two actually swim pretty good, and I've caught a few fish on them. But <laughs> TK thinks they're uh, 
completely overrated. And I don't know if he just thinks they're overrated because they're so inconsistent or he actually thinks that they're garbage anyways. I'm not sure. Uh, my two do run pretty well. Um, so, hmm. Well, I mean, it's like the Bastrix, I guess you could say. You know, the original Bastrix. I was fishing those just the other day. You know? I got a whole <laughs> box of those too somewhere. Oh, yeah. OG Bastrix. I found a bunch of the original ones in a little tackle shop, and I was just like, I need them all. All right. John Welsh seems to think you have a voice for radio. So there you go. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but thank you. Hey, what's up, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love bait so making. <laughs> so do you got any other like throwback, like early model... Any other? Um, I didn't really ask you what you had, so if you don't, you not don't. At the moment, I don't. I don't think I have any at the moment here. Yeah, I don't have any like old ones, original ones at the moment here. But all I have is the original one that I ever made, <laughs> which I always keep it right here where I can always see it, so that way it remind me from where I came from. So, are you ever going to get into bait making again? Um, I don't know. I think I'm too deep into video making and content creation to probably, um, I mean, I do like there are like, I keep skirt tying material around. Mm -hmm. So when I want to, like, and I have my own heads for bass tech, so I will be able to, you know, sometimes I'll create a custom, uh, skirt color for my jigs. Yeah. Um, obviously I like tinkering with like, dip it markers and things like that and spicing up baits or throwing some or yeah. sharpie or throwing some colors on stuff. So like some tweaking and stuff like that, you know, whether it's a frog yeah. or a hard bait or something like that, you know, playing with blades on spinner baits and things like that. Um, yeah, I've actually thought about like, I, I, I sent you my lead pot that I never used that somebody else oh, yeah. gave me. Um, so, uh, so I don't think so. I've actually, I, I've been saving a lot of soft plastics, for doing pouring, but I just don't see myself mm-hmm. at this point. Like as much as, you know, the, the, we like do this because it, we I'm love sure. fishing and we love components, but at the same time, you do have to somewhat treat it like a business at some point. Right. So it's mm-hmm. like, I could pour Senkos <laughs> or I could make a video and then use that money to buy Senkos, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, um, so yeah. I'm kind of well, you know, too far down so the content creation, right? Just, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe it would be a long time. Um, maybe yeah. if I decide to get out of doing content, then maybe I would consider doing more bait stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I'd much rather sit down and talk with you about baits <laughs> than make the baits myself or use the money from making videos and order a native guide from Tacklecraft or buy a Congill from you uh, and then go throw it and make a video about it and help you guys out and spread the word about what you guys do than actually make my baits myself. Very true. <laughs> I really need to get one of his native gills. Those are super cool. His paint jobs are like just out of this world. I mean, this is like, you know, this is a, you know, a master bait that he designed much like you did it's resin mm-hmm. poured he pours his own soft tails he obviously does amazing yeah. paint color jobs um tunes them all <laughs> i assume you tune your baits before the ones you do oh, yeah. sell every like single that. one so, um, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into these and so you know the one thing about you know 
people that make custom jigs or poor Ned heads, right? Like that's, that's great. Right. And that, that's cool. But like to build a hard bait from from scratch, scratch, whether it's wood or resin. And then like, and then people are like, why do these cost $25, (laughs) $150 or whatever? Right. Why, why does a little crankbait like this cost $30? And why does a swim bait like this cost 150? It's because they literally Mm -hmm. take, I mean, how how long does it take you? Like if you're going to, start to, i mean obviously you batch them a little bit hopefully right you got more than mm-hmm. hopefully yeah. one mold but like how many hours roughly go into a kong swimmer probably about if if i'm painting it probably three hours of work per con because i want that doesn't sure count any r&d right the six months no, of r&d no. to this get is to just, the point where you can put yeah. three hours into a bait yeah this is just someone says hey i wanted this color make me one slow sink i go in there do it and Get it done. Nice. Yeah, I mean, like, supporting, like, small, like, businesses like that is, like, absolutely amazing. Like, that's, like, awesome. I love doing that. Yeah. All right. So for the people that came in late, we did show this off earlier. (laughs) But uh, uh, I'll show it quick here. So uh, Brendan's Facebook is Fishing the Southeast. Should be linked (laughs) in the description. You should be able to click on that. Otherwise, you do need to... Put it all one word like that. <laughs> so he's got some fishing videos. He's got some bait and rod reviews. Um, he's got some bait making. So he's got, you know, a little, little bit try of stuff to phase out of like the fishing videos because there's just so much of that out there. And it's just like, I mean, it's just like everybody does fishing videos. You know what I mean? And I don't need to be another one of those guys doing those. I'm going to try to phase into just bait making and maybe mm-hmm. some bait reviews. That's what I'm thinking I'm going to try to do. I, I think plan. that's not a bad idea. Like, um, a they don't take as many t- much time. They require less editing. They're more niche. Um, yep. And then here's his Instagram, yeah, which is Brown Bait Co. So I think if you want to, I, I think if people like to buy stuff, basically message you on Instagram is the best way. Yep. To just get a hold of you. message me on Instagram. That's the best way. And then if you have any questions, just message me on Instagram too, and I'll I'll help you out with whatever I can. If not, I'll refer to you some, to someone else that can. Uh, Gators, I love that. That's actually my second coastal. So I had a is coastal on what? Is that no, the, this is the old one fifty? Okay. Um, so I got one as a I frog reel, <laughs> and then somebody else wanted to sell one used, and I don't know why they didn't want it, but I bought it, and so I've got this on a seven sixty four. So this is like this is okay. actually a pretty good make. So like, is that the champion? This, it's a champion. XP. Um, okay. And I think well, I mean like if you look at the. The native gill is about a five inch swim bait. So this is a seven sixty four. So you don't need okay. anything crazy big to throw this. This is about half oh, yeah. the size of your gill. Uh, <laughs> but this will throw like the Minnesota rig. It's pretty good for like three quarter one ounce chatter baits. Mm-hmm. Um just your smaller stuff that's not like yeah absolutely so, massive. But you need more of a one fifty. I think this is a one fifty size reel, but I think it's a deep spool, so it's more like a two hundred size spool on it. Okay. So okay. for bombing frogs, for throwing a little bit bigger baits on heavier line, it's kind of a nice yeah. compact like reel. Like jigs, that would work good. Yeah. yeah. I like the 200 size for something about that size and then yeah. 300 for anything else bigger. <laughs> yeah, wood baits are nice, but I mean, resin's just a little bit cheaper, you know, and you can make a lot more of them, so. 
Absolutely. I think there are pros and cons to both, and there's certain places where you want either. So, yeah. So what do we think? We uh, It's time to look at some new baits? Go for it. Give this bad boy away. People can kind of build Open up some up. questions. I'll probably star them if you get more questions from Brendan or myself about bait making. If it's about bait making, we're clearly going to defer to... Uh, or right? fishing or whatever. <laughs> uh, longer, Yes. Longer is always better. Yep. Get our Nexus handles are the go-to. Scissors. What? Speaking of the other goal, that that was an Army Outdoors asked me. I need to film a walkthrough video on the Camus before winter comes. Oh, that's such a nice boat. (laughs) Didn't do that yet, and I feel like that would be a shame not to do that. That is so cool. I love that boat. Hopper open. So this is our October box. So we're going to give this away a little bit. We're going to check out what's inside. All right. A couple of prism hooks. EWG. I'll say it again. We need more hooks in these boxes. (laughs) These sample pack hooks are not enough. Well, then again, they're just trying to introduce you to new stuff. So I wouldn't say it's like, I mean. But it'd be nice if you're going to be like, right, you get a full pack would be nice. Three odds be nice to get like two three odds and two four odds, or right, like yeah, true. Give so for the size. amount of baits that are in here, two hooks is probably not enough. Um, so yes, uh, this is the MTB Pro Box. Uh, they're supporting the stream, bringing to you in high def, and then we give it away. Uh, if it's something that you think you'd want to get or give it as a gift, I think these are a great option. As uh, you know, if you're getting into fishing and you want to try a bunch of tackle, it's a good option. Also, a great gift for a young man like Brendan. You got you know a niece, a nephew, a cousin, a son, uh, a Father's Day gift. I think these are pretty cool options as as gifts for sure. Um, all right, so we got a, a Guggen Squarebill, a flat banger. I've never thrown one of these. Don't know much about them. They seem really similar to a crush. 75 six cents bait when you look at them. Um, now shad pattern, nothing too crazy. I'm sure it'll get bit. Um, then we got a Weston bait. We actually had, I want to say we had this bait in a very similar color. It's a good color, I like it. <laughs> so, this is interesting. It's actually like a plopper, but it has a, a foldable tail. So, when you cast it, the tails fold in, but then when you pull it, they open up. So it is kind of a cool, unique design in that respect, but it is what I would definitely fall into that plopper style bait. (laughs) Not my favorite color. I'm (laughs) I'm more of a bone or chrome or go home (laughs) kind of guy. So uh, hot pink black back is not something I would get off the shelf, but it'd be interesting to see what the, (laughs) the, uh... I'm not afraid to try crazy colors. I like doing that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> Starting a few things in here. Amy says it'd be a great gift for a husband. There you go. <laughs> Daniel says nothing compares to the crush. <laughs> it's a good bait. The crush 75 is it a is. fish catcher for sure. It definitely is. That new F4, though, I think might beat it because that's 
I mean, as far as ABS baits go, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I've see, I saw that on Baitman stream. I haven't uh, seen it's it. It's got yet. the weight transfer, which is really nice, especially in like a flat side like that where it's kind of smaller. It doesn't get tossed around like a potato chip. <laughs> South Jersey said he won this one in his box. What did you think of it? Uh, have you thrown it, Matt? And uh, what did you think of it as a, as a top water? Right. Then we got the... Uh, I feel like this is actually similar to one of the other boxes. These are actually, I, I like these. Oh, uh, I like those too. Three inch muscle backs from X Zone. These are mm-hmm. a pretty good standalone craw, but a really good jig trailer. Definitely. Um, I know a guy, Punch Fishing, likes to throw these as a free rig bait. Um, I can see that working. This, work is, this really is a well. solid soft plastic. This is a, a thumbs up on that. For sure. I have a few of those. They're good. Uh, and then you got a, a, a jig from Kalen's, a three eighths inch, three eighths ounce cast stocker jig obviously at least they did a good job pairing these up yep colors is something you can take out and catch fish on just about anywhere so um can't complain about that and then bruiser baits uh super swimmer junior six count in a purple disco i mean bruiser baits is kind of down your way right aren't they like a Mm -hmm. florida yeah in florida yeah i like their 10 inch speed worm though that's a good one i mean this is it like a? Is that like a little swim bait, right? Really reminds me of the Arsenal Tactical Minnow, to be honest with you. Hmm. It's kind of got a really thin <laughs> tail, and a little tiny paddle tail. It's very subtle, a little thinner than like a little dipper from Reaction Innovations. But it probably has a like, nice little tight wobble. I would definitely buy this more as a trailer than as a like independent swim bait. Yeah, I could go with that. Then you got a rocker head, which this is also, there's definitely the cast stocker jig, the hooks, the muscle back, and that top water. And then this thing are all like not necessarily the same box, but these are all things that we've looked at. So we've probably been doing this for four or five months, and now we're starting to see some repeats here. <laughs> but this is a, uh, it's kind of like a pivot head. It's almost like it's a, a combination between a biffle head, a head and a chatterbait lip. So never used those before. <laughs> I've never thrown this, and I don't know if somebody else that had these in their box thrown these, but this is kind of an, actually a neat idea to be able to kind of turn any soft plastic creature cross swim bait into kind of like a bottom bouncing chatter bait, hmm. which is kind of cool. So this is a uh, two seventh ounce. I've never heard of that before. A four-aught head with a two-seventh. So (laughs) just bigger than a quarter? Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be like five-sixteenths pretty close? I would say so. Yeah. Not quite. I've never seen that weight on a jig before. (laughs) So it says it's optimized for four-inch cross bugs and lizards. That's kind of, I've not tried these, but I think these are kind of cool. Um, the last time they had this in the box, it came with a headbanger soft plastic to go with it. Okay, I'm Um, sure the cross would work on it. Um, and then you get some, uh, some slaps and some information, that kind of stuff. All right. I should say that I do. Oh, I do. We could do, we could do two giveaways tonight. I do have some extra stuff. Let's do Would it. Would people want more giveaways or less giveaways tonight? 
I don't know. So we'll throw this. So yes, you got your stickers, you get your swim baits, your banger head, your jig and your muscle backs. Kind of a cool top water in a weird color. A square bill and some hooks. And let's see. We'll throw in these true tungsten swim bait or these things that right. I'll probably keep throwing. They've been sitting on my desk for how long? So we're gonna put those in there too. We're gonna bonus it up. All right. Um, <laughs> and uh, let's get the uh, this warmed up here. Get our comment picker. Let's see if somebody guessed it. Somebody said hashtag gravy. <laughs> he always does it. I actually somebody else suggested it. I'm gonna go with it. <laughs> We are going to do. Hey, what's up, Grant? <laughs> so, hashtag Kong. People are saying more, more giveaways. What's up, Gramps? Good to see you. Gramps what's has up? been catching them on the Z Man Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. That's a good bait. <laughs> Have you bought one? I've had it for a few months now. I like it a lot. It's a good bait. I probably I feel like it's too late in the year now for me to get one. Um, There's a couple of different ways you can fish it. It's a really cool little bait. It's you can jig it like a, a spoon, almost like a jigging spoon, which is really weird because it sinks. Oh, it, cool it doesn't float. No, it doesn't. It has ah. a fast sink, but the good thing is it does rise pretty quickly. So, it, so it's designed to fish as a top water, but it yes, it's like it's almost like a buzz bait in that respect, like. Pretty much. I mean, I could say that it's just not as weedless. It does have treble hooks on it, which right. is the problem. But I'm saying, like, as far as like, if you cast it out, it's going to sink like a rock. But like, it'll it rise really fast yeah. as far as when you retrieve it. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Ron Davis designed or designed that. So, you know, it's a good uh, bait. I don't throw many black top waters. I know they have a time and a place. I've got a I few. Throw them all the time. Throw them a lot. <laughs> How about you? Do you like black top waters? I love black. Black frogs. Uh, not so much as far as hard baits go. I usually like, like a chrome or a bone, but black works good on frogs. I don't throw it. Yeah, I mean, I do throw baits. a lot of black frogs, just not a lot in my hard baits, I guess. Yep. Same. Thing. I agree. The Fritz side is, I've, I've caught some fish on it. I like it. And Mahara <laughs> says F4 versus Fritz side versus black label bacon versus OG Tiny 4. <laughs> I've caught fish on the Tiny 4 and I've caught fish on the Fritz side. I do not own. And I mean, F4 is brand new, right? I don't know how many people have yeah, actually. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any. And I don't have any black label bacon. I've got some other black label, but not those two. I would say that I've caught more fish on the Fritz side than the Tiny 4, but I've also thrown it more. The Fritz side is pretty good. I mean, it's not like a bad bait at all. I mean, the Chick Magnet is actually a pretty good bait, too. They're very, very similar. But Chick black label bigger. stuff is always good. I guess good. it depends. Like, I'm thinking of the Fritz side 5, but they also have the Big 5, right? So I guess the mm -hmm. bigger five is similar to the chick magnet in size. It is. Yeah. I like the black label stuff though. I mean, that's such good stuff. It's a little more expensive, but it is so worth it. You know? Right. <laughs> Gramps heading to Kentucky Lake. Oh, nice. Go for smallies. They're biting better. Best of luck to you, Gramps. Okay. Hmm. I think he's talking about that top water. Yeah, the Hellraiser. Yeah. I was thinking, or was he talking about the one? I'm not sure. <laughs> he's talking about this one 
Or he's talking about the Hellraiser. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I gave you credit, Rich G. I, that's where the inspiration came from. <laughs> Favorite wake bait? Ooh, this is a good one. I, I would say for me, just because I don't throw them that much, I don't know if I have them here. I guess I must put them in my tackle box. The uh, the old school man's minus one, minus, minus, minus one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I like the bull wake. That's I know it's a little bigger than like I don't know what you consider a wake bait and what is a waking swim bait, but mm-hmm. the bull wake is my go-to. Amazing bait, really well priced too. That's another reason why I like it. But Shoot I do have a Rafa. I'm a bone guy. He's a black guy. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I feel like the Hellraiser would be amazing on like uh, herring lakes. Oh yeah, I bet. Like a. I was actually on the Monster Best Live, and we were talking about to Daniel uh, Nussbaum, and he said he might have a bigger one in works. Hmm. So, be cool for saltwater musky. Like, that'd be pretty interesting. Because that's what I thought when I saw the Hellraiser. I was like, that looks like a musky bait. Oh, video up tomorrow. Oh, nice. On the Hellraiser. I've thrown the hybrid hunter. It does come it's through pretty milfoil good. pretty good, but I've only caught in pike on it so far. <laughs> the one by six cents is pretty good too. They're both pretty good. Good luck, Daryl. Daryl. Good luck to you. Hopefully you catch a twenty one inch smallmouth. <laughs> that would be awesome. You think you still think there's a a world record smallmouth in there? Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> Adam says die buzzing heavy hitter better than all other wakes hmm. yeah that's true sure. and it's like Florida needlefish I think it heron does. and needlefish like that, that makes a lot of sense yeah 32 entries how many people are watching I'm not sure. I guess we got like <laughs> 50 or 60, I guess around 60. Only about half the people. <laughs> not yet, Travis. We still got a little bit of uh, uh, cracking in here. So the night is still young, Travis. We could fall off the chair. <laughs> it is missing a wheel, so it does kind of rock. So you never know. <laughs> Mine squeaks uh, really bad. <laughs> But it's, somebody else asked what was in your cup. Hopefully it's water. Amy oh, water. yeah, it's water. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> uh, there was some questions. Why bigger size reels? Uh, well, exactly. for, there's It's usually sorry. line capacity for some of these bigger baits. Mm-hmm. When you're throwing like 20-pound mono or fluoro, a 100-size reel going to end up spooling your reels on a long cast and then you yeah. also want a lot of times the bigger reels have a little bit bigger handle a little more winch drag. Power. so when you're yeah. like cranking in a two three six ounce bait <laughs> you're gonna feel it with a small reel. like it's a lot more work to crank them in or work them with those smaller reels but for like exactly jigs yes. crankbaits buzzbaits spinnerbaits 100 size reels for sure but when you get into those like i want to say 
two ounce plus baits, that's where you notice uh, a difference. And when you're fishing 20, mm-hmm. 25 pound line, that's where you notice, you know, getting to that 150, 200, 300 size reel makes a big difference. <laughs> yeah, I think the most of my reels are like 200 size. I usually, I don't think I own, well, the only thing that's an exception is a SLX. So that's the only thing. That's like a 150. So. Yeah. yeah. When I saw Ron's name on it, Tim, I was like, first glance, I was like, that looks ridiculous. But then when I saw it was designed by Ron, I was like, I will reserve opinion until I see it in the water and actually fish it. Yeah. Um, I like it. So, yeah. What's up, Dustin? Dustin, a TBF national qualifier. Congratulations. Oh, wow. He got it done on Lake Patoka this past Congratulations. Weekend. After zeroing day one, he came back with uh, one of the bigger bags in the tournament and uh, qualified for Illinois. So congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) There's nothing hide. You can see it. You can see if you want. Real Skill says he ordered one of your koi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. What's your favorite pattern of paint? Hmm. I like painting bluegill a lot because there's so many different ways to do it. But I mean, I have to go bass because that's just my favorite pattern. I like the mega bass colored, like GG bass. That's like one of my favorite colors. I just like how they look, <laughs> but I think the bass colors are my favorite. I haven't really done a ton of them though. I really need to start doing more of them. I suppose you could like, you could use that bucket of retreads and just like yeah, practice on them. Yeah. Lay paint down on them and uh, right. Yep. Mess around with them. So last call to get in on the MTB box, and then we can see what I got around the corner here. Um, yeah, so he got the uh, the only limit in two days out of, I don't Band. know, 50, 60, 70, <laughs> some boats. So. That's good. Nice. Uh, <laughs> AP Fishing. Derby weekend way up north Minnesota. It's oh. going to be snowing and 45 on Saturday. Yikes. I 10 inch HUD. I love a jig. You know, if you have the confidence to throw a swim bait with like a boot tail, like a HUD, like you're saying, or a dream mm-hmm. smasher, they can be really good that time of year. But for sure, but you're looking for that one or two bites. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only uh, problem the water temps the water temps it takes a while for them to actually in the cool high down, 50s though. you might i mean the thing is i think the water temps even though as high as going to be in the 45 i think the water temps are going to still be in the low 50s up there i could be wrong mm-hmm. so i mean they still should eat a chatterbait they should still eat a swinnerbait and a swim jig um, i would keep a finesse jig handy though yeah but i think you're gonna, small like that. you might be surprised you might be able to still power fish them for a little bit I mean, me, I'm going to fish jig around hard cover until the fish tell me they're not there. But <laughs> I love deep cranking. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> like the uh, the Clash 9, you can get the deep lip on it. That's this a seems like a really personal question, Jorge. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> All right, let's draw this bad boy. All right.
Here's a pro tip for you. Oh, nice. Dax! Dax is a repeat winner. Dax is one to four. He's hacking. Bashing in. All right, Dax, you know the drill. You know how to get a hold of me. All right, so what we have over here... Let's see what I got here. I should give away that JSJ. <laughs> is it Wednesday? Give away JSJ. <laughs> It just says crawl and chatterbaits work till the ice comes. Yeah. What's ice? <laughs> yeah, it goes in your drinks. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. I've got. So Arsenal stuff. I haven't nice. decided how I wanted to divvy this up yet. We've got a fitted Arsenal hat. Okay. We've got a double XL T-shirt, which seems like that's kind of specific. Like <laughs> that's not for everybody. A couple stickers. Okay. Some boom sticks. A bus. And then a slither type rig, tungsten ounce and a quarter green pumpkin punch rig. Okay. All right. It's good stuff. Arsenal has some good jigs, and like I like their. Uh... Their pliers and their scissors, those are really good. Yes, exactly. Battle brain. <laughs> good stuff. How would we? I feel like I want to put the t shirt with something. <laughs> Maybe a t shirt and a sticker. I feel like the hat should go with the buff. Uh, Maybe you can ask them and they say, if they ask them who has a double X shirt and then. Yeah. Only I thought it was maybe just like a double XL giveaway <laughs> tonight. Since we already gave something else, maybe we just keep the rest of us. We're going to do a 2XL Arsenal t-shirt with a decal. All right. That's going to be the giveaway. So you're getting a gray Arsenal shirt and a 2XL. So if you enter, be mindful this is either because you wear a 2XL or you have somebody in mind in, <laughs> that you would give a 2XL shirt to. All right, so Dax, remember that. And then we'll save this other stuff away for when I get back from Mexico. All right. Boy, I feel like Rich is like... So we're going to make this as obvious as possible, but just <laughs> double XL. <laughs> just like you said, Rich, you're going to have to probably re-enter it. I don't know if you're in or not. You might want to retype that. <laughs> Yeah, rooms for your for you big shoulders. <laughs> um, type in two XL. Gramps is in. Justin's in. There you go. That's the spirit. <laughs> you know, I just cut the sleeves off of it, right? I mean, like. <laughs> if you win, I'll throw in a, a jig for you, Gramps, or I'll find something on the desk to throw in here. 15 entries. Is it weird that Little Rich is in for the double XL? (laughs) 
looks like everybody's definitely going i'm guessing this is for a loved one not yourself because I, I don't picture you as a, a double maybe this is a pajama shirt for you stephanie I hope that'll be members only though that'll that'll be on the uh the members only stream that won't be public aj <laughs> gramps is right <laughs> There you go. Sleeper shirt. <laughs> Tim says he, he can shrink it. There you go. <laughs> exactly, Matt. <laughs> so what are you going to do this week? Are you going to go fishing this week? I you hope to get out. So we, we fly out Sunday morning, but I'm hoping... Because I think down here in southern Minnesota, the lows or the highs are going to be in the low 50s. Shoot. So I'm hoping to get out and uh, go fishing for a few hours on Saturday just because I don't know what the weather is going to be like in 10 days when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure going down the lake just in the summer, it's pretty cold going on, on that on your boat going like 70 miles an hour. That's Well, the thing is you boat. don't need to drive 70 when it's 40 degrees out. True. <laughs> As, as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little wiser when it comes to that. And our lakes, a lot of our lakes aren't super big. So there's not a lot of need to be driving around like a crazy person. Um, yeah, it's not a Bassmaster Classic. It's okay. <laughs> I'm more of an XL kind of guy. So, uh, I know. It's crazy. We ramped up and we're ramping down. <laughs> I would hate to live in a state where it's like ice is over. I would not be able to survive. Uncle Marty in the house? <laughs> is it is it the industry change or did you change, Adam? <laughs> 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 yeah, maybe I need a road trip. Go down and, and uh, hang out with Brendan and throw a nine-inch hey, con on, on, on his secret ponds. <laughs> I had to blindfold you, though. So, No cameras. No cameras. <laughs> So we give it another minute. You guys uh, also check the description for um, Rich's sponsors. You guys go support him. He's got a bunch of discount codes down there. That is true. If you don't win something, you can check out Arsenal or Omnia and cash in on discounts. That is true. Exactly. That uh, Omnia one, I use that one. It definitely saves you some money. So go give it a go. Yeah. Well, how, how quick is the shipping down to Georgia from Omnia? It's fast. It only took like three or four days. I was like, whoa, this thing goes down quick. <laughs> Omnia has been really good as far as shipping goes. Much better than Tackle Warehouse, that's for sure. There we go. Amy invited me before uh, TK did. <laughs> My The last two years, oh, TK? Uh, he's down uh, Mobile, Delta, like Tennessee. Is, what is he's in? Lower Alabama. What's the... What's the... <laughs> what's the city down there is it mobile alabama yeah my nice. uh my my last two what mays my kids and my in-laws have went down to uh st george island okay cool and i haven't went i've seen them watch the dogs <laughs> 
Yeah, it's good fishing down in the south. But I did it. I was like the thing. The only reason I thought about going is like, oh, I wonder if I could go fishing with TK if I went down there. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided that'd I be cool. Spend a week with my nieces just to go fishing. Then um, he could take a tour of his shop. That'd be cool yeah. to see all the baits. There you go, Gators Ventures. He's got his right. Omni order in. It's nice. South Arkansas. Nice. And Texas. Nice. There you go. Hope you catch a jaint. All right, time to draw this. All right. Let's see. So many familiar names. <laughs> Little Rich. <laughs> ah, Little Rich with the food in his pick. He's getting the double XL. <laughs> oh, hey, Jermaine's in here. What's up, Jermaine? <laughs> Mainstream fishing. I think you were literally Little 30 seconds too late to get into the drawing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> AJ says if he wins, uh, Omnia's uh, marketing is going down by a seventh because he's going to not wear an Omnia shirt for one day a week. <laughs> All right, little Rich, uh, send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook or an email at rich at richlinger.com and then we'll coordinate you. Uh... Everybody's a winner. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I I think Yeah, take a look. Like if you order before slow. like if you order at lunchtime, it's gonna ship that day. And if not, it ships the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good about their shipping. And I think that's also because they're a smaller company in the tackle warehouse, because I'm sure tackle warehouse has all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're like pretty big. So that's awesome. Omnia has some really good selection too. Yeah, and so their selection is only going to grow. They've kind of like plateaued. Uh, Basically, in the next two weeks, they're going to move into a bigger building that's three times the size of their current building. So they're going to be able to ramp up on their SKUs a little bit. Uh, So there's going to be like a three-day window at the end of October, beginning of November, where they're not going to ship. So just beware. Okay. If you're like (laughs) banking on Omni order... (laughs) If it's if it's around Halloween, either plan ahead for a few days. Um, yep. Um, I have no plans to come to Smith Mountain at this point. Like Never I did two years it. ago, but it's a, it's a really cool lake. Yeah. Well. Well, maybe someday Omni will have oh, enough yeah. JDM stuff for you, Matthew. <laughs> I mean, they have some depth stuff on there. They they have a pretty good selection. It's good pricing too, and the shipping's always free. Because I mean, you have, if you order something, I usually like to order a good bit of it. But the hookup tackle has a really good selection too. Yeah, they do. As far as they, JDM stuff, it goes. is nice that Omni has added some depths in the few. Yeah, they've depth, added some good stuff. Which advantage for some of that stuff, right? You got the code. They don't code protect depths at Omnia. I don't believe. Yeah. Megabass, yeah, yes. Megabass. Um, yeah. That's the only problem. But, I mean, those companies, they don't even have any sales during, like, Black Friday. So, they don't do any sales whatsoever. Thank you, Amy. Yeah. The, uh, All right. Yeah, hookup does a little bit, but not much. They do yeah. some kind of promotional stuff, but. Very minimal, you know, comparing to most of the bigger companies, like Striking and stuff. Yeah. The JDM's hard to get on a deal on, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Although Tackle Hut did a big thirty percent off 
I don't know if they had exclusions on JDM stuff or not, but they carry some JDM. Not sure. Hmm. I know they just did 30% off OSP, which was good. I jumped on that. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So what's the bite like where you're at right now in South Georgia? So yesterday I went out to a little pond that usually kicks my butt and I caught four four pounders and a dink. So I nice. had fun. <laughs> it's better than catching four dinks and another smaller dink. <laughs> All in the bass tricks too, which is fun. So how do you like to rig your bass tricks? So there's a certain hook that I like to use that makes it act like a fluke sometimes when you pop it. It's the uh one by Trocar. It's the one with the blade on the bottom. It's basically mm-hmm. like a beast hook. And I have to like change out the springer. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And it has a special blade on the bottom. It's like a wire, like a, a flexible wire instead of like the really stiff wire so it doesn't break off as easy. And uh, yeah, it's a good hook. I like it. I just have to change out the spring on the front of it. Um, so that way the spring doesn't like, it's not the CBS springs that owner uses. So it's kind of annoying and it messes with your baits. Mm-hmm. That's a really good bait. I usually just let it fall to the bottom and it does a, a spiral. And then I let it sit there for a few seconds. Then I pop it up and start a slow retrieve. And then every once in a while, I'll give it a little pop. So what's your go-to bastard's color down there? Any color I can get a, hand, uh, a hold of. I mean, none of them are really bad as mm-hmm. far as the ones I've gotten. They're all kind of like whites, shad colors. So are you going the OG ones, or have you, have you ordered any OG, of their new ones? OG. I have not tried the new ones, but they look really good. And from what I've heard, they're pretty good, too. So I definitely need to jump on a few of those and grab some. And maybe do a comparison video. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I did that. I, I bought the literally Get last purple color, too. Swamp donkeys and tackle frogs to do a comparison <laughs> video, and they're still sitting here. I went all year and did them. The Swamp Donkey's a good frog. I like it. But those new tackle ones are interesting because they've got the double blade or the one tackle. I think it's called the q Yeah, they make different versions of it, but I bought the version yeah. that's basically the just the, the Swamp Donkey. Yeah, basically <laughs> the Swamp Donkey clone or the yeah. whatever you want to look at it, which one's the clone of which one. <laughs> yeah. That's always kind of weird with like all the baits. Everybody's just knocking each other off or having weird partnerships and stuff. They did this weird red text that is literally impossible to read. You can't read it. (laughs) This is much more clear. I don't think they they took too much time into doing it. (laughs) Tacklecraft, if you're still watching, can you complain to uh, Josh (laughs) that we can't read his packaging? (laughs) I heard the squeaky dolphins coming back. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. From uh, Reaction Innovations. Hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully they don't change anything. <laughs> yeah, but All right, well, let's get the, uh, a little after 11 down in Georgia. So we, I don't know. It seems like chat's yeah. kind of slowed down. People got their questions answered. So let's, let's kind of do All a right. last call for questions here. All right. I'm catching up. Any any last words of advice for uh, people that are thinking about getting into the uh, the bait making game or the people that want to dabble? You know, just you got to keep on going for it and, uh, you know, just don't stop messing around with it. If you hit a wall, you know, just try to think things through, maybe take a small break, you know, just just keep on going for it. You'll get it. You'll get it eventually. 
awesome. So yeah, if you guys came in late, uh, make sure you check out uh, Brendan's channel, Fish in the Southeast, Road to a Thousand. He's at uh, six seventy eight. Let's see if we've got. All right. We also has joined uh, subscribe since. Uh, oh, what? I'm not a subscriber. <laughs> For shame! I feel. I thought I was. That's the thing is, like, I've watched some of your videos, <laughs> and then YouTube recommends them, so I do watch them. Um, there you go. But, uh, you know, more importantly, check Thank them out. You. Like, watch some of the videos. Watching is more important than subscribing, to be honest, because yes, you need a thousand to get monetized, but. I don't care about subscribing, subscribing is like saying I like the channel. It doesn't really mean you're going to see every video. So watch some of his videos. If you like what you see, think about subscribing. Check out some of his content. He's got some reviews, some tackle openings, some bait making stuff that's pretty cool. Um, and then you Thank can you. pop over and check out kind of the behind the scenes stuff on uh, if you're an IG fan at Brown Bait Co. Both of them are linked in the description as well. So uh, if you came you. in late. Actually, I just realized I wasn't sharing. Did I not some sharing? I thought I was sharing nope. the screen. Oh, my gosh. So there's the IG. I just subscribed live. You just didn't see it. So I didn't even need to admit it because I didn't even show that. So there you go. Um, full transparency. But uh, if you came in late, the replay is worth it. Brendan shared some cool tips and some good stories in the beginning. So whether you're on Facebook or youtube you can check the replay or if you're a mp3 podcast kind of person search hellabass um i do supposedly have like this new star thing so if you guys want to send stars on facebook you can do that i didn't see too many people on facebook tonight but if somebody wants to test the star feature love to see it um there you go when you leave the house just just play his videos on a loop um he would love it thank you (laughs) thank you so much i'll keep on going for it Rich said he unsubbed because I wasn't subbed. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, people said they enjoyed it. All right. Well, uh, next you. week, no stream. Probably a stream later in the week, the following week. Um, I might do right. some more Fridays as we get into the uh, the winter season. Um, Daniel, Facebook yeah. is where I you use see <laughs> um, your grandma's photos. Um <laughs> but yes, the, the best you the best experience is here on YouTube. But we do put it on Facebook for those that that uh need to see it there. <laughs> there you go, it says 681. Kirk Graves says you're crushing it. So all right. Well, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully some of the replay squad will look you up as well. And yeah, uh had a good time it. talking to you, Brendan. We'll keep in touch. And, all right. Uh, coming on tonight, last minute. I had fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hopefully I helped some people. I'm by far not a good mate uh, as far as like bait making goes. I'm definitely not the best out there. So this is just how I like to do it. You might be the best 17 year old bait maker. I know. I don't know about that. (laughs) But I said that I know. Oh, okay. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) You're definitely the best 17 year old bait maker in Southeast Georgia. That's been on my live stream. (laughs) How's that? (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do some cool stuff for sure. You got talent and, just seeing how Thank far you. you've come from what you've shown in the past couple of years. And just, if you go back and just watch some of your videos from even a year ago, you can see oh, yeah. that you have learned a ton and you can uh, say it. it's you know, cringy. <laughs> excited to see where you go in the future and follow the journey. Thank you. All right. As it always, right. good job, you guys catch more big bass and suck less.
Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.